Hello, friends. Welcome to the ATC Double Cut. I'm recording another episode today from the maintenance facility of Kea Golf Club, host of the 50th KBC Augusta Golf Tournament. And I'm going to talk about a post from when I was a golf course superintendent in Japan to talk a little bit about summers in Japan and to set the stage for a special segment where I interviewed Andrew McDaniel, the course superintendent here at Kea Golf Club on the course um, prior to, well, after the third round and uh, well, the staff were out doing some maintenance. So um, let's first keep with the concept of the ATC double cut by talking about one of the blog posts and some of the information there. As usual, I will put a direct link to this particular blog post that I'm discussing in the show notes. And this blog post has a title of looking back to a July with record heat and drought. I will have a look at that. And this is a post uh, that describes the July of 2001 in Chiba. And Chiba is a prefecture or a province or a state of Japan that is just to the east of Tokyo. It is where Narita Airport is. Many international flights, many people who have flown into Japan will have flown into Narita Airport. And if it was daytime and if you had a window seat and we're looking out from the window, you may have noticed that there are golf courses spread all over on the approach into Narita Airport. There are a lot of golf courses in Chiba, and I was a golf course superintendent at one of them there called Habu Country Club from September of 2000 until August of 2001. And in the summer of 2001, Andrew McDaniel was one of the interns working for me at Habu Country Club. So it was really quite enjoyable to work with Andrew that summer. He helped me out a lot. And I referred to some of the interns and some of the work that we had to do that summer in this post. So as I was talking with Andrew out on the course earlier, I thought, yeah, we've, we've, uh, We've had some fun summers together. We've done a lot of hard work in the summers. Let me let me find an easy blog post to talk about that won't take too long, but it's kind of interesting to reflect on and look back on, look at some data, and then we'll uh, then I'll be able to finish up recording this episode uh, and 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 play the video that I recorded with him and. Uh, and I won't take up too much of your time. So this is interesting because I was I was reflecting on my time as a golf course superintendent in Japan, and it seemed like it was really hot that summer. We had uh, Bermuda grass 419 tees and fairways, and we had Pencross creeping bent grass greens, and we had um, some cool season surrounds like approaches and aprons around the greens were. Uh, Kentucky bluegrass and perennial ryegrass had a little bit of Noshiba, Zoysia japonica invading them. And the roughs at that golf course at Habu Country Club were Noshiba, Zoysia japonica. And it seemed to me my first year working in Japan that the summer was really hot and intense. And at that time, I didn't know how to access all of the local weather data. The Japan Meteorological Agency, the JMA, has tremendous 
detailed weather data from all over the country. And I've often written blog posts where I analyze some of this data. And some years later, after I had already been a golf course superintendent in Japan, after I had gone to graduate school at Cornell University and then moved to Thailand and started the Asian Turfgrass Center, I discovered that there was all of this great data available from the JMA. And I wondered, I wonder what that summer when I was a superintendent in Japan, I wonder what that summer was like. So I looked it up. And in the blog post, again, I will put a direct link to that in the show notes. Uh, I start off in the blog post showing a picture of the 10th green and looking back towards the clubhouse uh, of the par 4 10th hole. So I'm looking from behind the green, looking across the Pencross green, which was in pretty good condition. And I was happy for it to be in pretty good condition. It was beautiful light at the end of the day. So I took that picture on the 1st of July, 2001. And I mentioned that from September of 2000 to August of 2001, I was the greenkeeper, which is uh, what a superintendent is called in Japan at Habu Country Club in Chiba Prefecture near Tokyo. When I look at photos of the course from that month, I recall the hard work of golf course maintenance that summer. I remember that it was hot and that we had to irrigate a lot and that I or one of the interns or employees would have to go to the course every night to check if the irrigation system was working properly. And that's because courses in Japan generally have a different type of irrigation system than the types of irrigation systems that are common at uh, courses where you have to irrigate a lot, certainly different than the types of irrigation systems that are common at golf courses in the United States or Canada or in Southern Europe or in the Middle East. Um, I, I presume most modern golf courses in Australia, New Zealand, South Africa, Mauritius will also have a more type of modern irrigation system that has uh, access to more water. But we had, if I recall right, it was a thousand cubic meter tank and which is a million liters. And if, if that would get too low or if the fill pumps for that tank weren't, uh, filling it fast enough, the whole system would shut down or start shutting down one pump at a time. And we would have to go check on it and restart these pumps. And it was a bit of a hassle and it was stressful because, it was a really hot and dry summer. So in the blog post, I, I said, I wondered just how hot and dry it was that month. So I looked it up. The nearby Chiba weather station has data all the way back to 1966. And I made some plots to show these data. And I did this particular analysis back in 2013. So um, it's, it's looking at data through July of 2012. July of 2001, that's the year that I was a superintendent there, working with Andrew McDaniel at Habu Country Club, also working with Scott Dye, who's now the golf course superintendent. Many of you will uh, recognize the name or may know Scott. He's the golf course superintendent at Newport Beach Country Club in California. Also working with Jin Ku Kwong was another intern. He came to us from Ori, Georgetown in South Carolina. And he's working in Korea now. I, I, I think he is originally from Korea. He went to school at Ori Georgetown, worked at some courses in the Myrtle Beach area, did an internship for us uh, in 
in Japan in the summer of 2001. And now I hear from Jim, Jinku Kwong, Jim Huang sometimes, uh, depending on, on how we call him. I hear from him every now and then. And uh, he's done all kinds of things in the golf industry in Korea. So it was a, a good, fun crew we had that summer. Anyway, I, I looked up the data and July 2001 matched the previous record monthly average temperature for Chiba. That record only got broken in 2010, which it was a notoriously warm summer in the Kanto region around Tokyo. So I put the average temperature for all those 47 years from 1966 all the way through, through 2012. And the average was about 25 degrees Celsius in July. And in July of 2001, the average temperature was more, it was about 27.5. It was, it was more than 2.5 degrees Celsius above the long-term average. So it, it's, it wasn't just my imagination. When I looked up those data, I was like, wow, I was the superintendent there. We were working together uh, and keeping that Pencross alive and keeping that 419 irrigated and putting through a lot of rounds, working hard, keeping that irrigation system going in a year with some pretty intense temperature. And then I also looked up the data for the high temperatures. At that time, July of 2001 set a new record for average daily high temperature, breaking the previous record by almost one degree Celsius. And it was nearly four degrees Celsius above the long-term average. Now that record was subsequently broken, which is no surprise because we tend to see increasing temperatures at many locations around the world. But at that time, July of 2001, the average high temperature each day that month was 32 degrees Celsius, which is not ideal for cool season grass, certainly not ideal for the bent grass greens. That's going to be relevant later when I talk a little bit about the place where I am right now, Kea Golf Club, which is hosting a professional golf tournament in the last week of August in a country and in a region of the country that has very high summer temperatures, which is not ideal for bent grass. Combined with that record-setting heat, I was surprised to discover that it was the driest July on record. So I didn't know any of this in real time. I did not, I just, I was experiencing it, but because I couldn't really read the news and I was so busy working that I wouldn't have been reading the news back then anyway, and I didn't have access to all of these data, and I wasn't... I, I wasn't able to look it up and I wouldn't have even been so interested in it back then as I am now. So it was so interesting retroactively to look back on that and say, combined with the record setting heat, there was only eight millimeters of precipitation that month. Eight millimeters. That's like, that's just a little over a quarter of an inch. That's less than 10% of the long-term average. Now, of course, the weather the weather is very rarely average. It's the average comes from from taking the average of extremes. So you it's it's either hot or cold or dry or wet and then when you take the average it's normal. But you very rarely get to experience the nor normal kind of temperatures and it seems like we're always experiencing something where it's hotter than usual or drier than usual or something like that. And anyway, I remember that we worked hard that summer. And, and here's how I, I close that 
that blog post, I said, I remember that we worked hard that summer, but at the time I did not realize that we were working through record heat and drought. Thanks to the detailed records of the Japan Meteorological Agency, I now have a better idea of how that month compares to a typical July. And with that knowledge, I am especially grateful to the fine greenkeeping staff from that summer, a third of whom have gone on to become golf course superintendents themselves, who work so hard to maintain these conditions through that record-setting heat and drought. And I put a picture of the 14th fairway and i believe that that's an old jacobson fairway mower uh, what were those called the lf 100 or something like that it was it was an old uh used jacobson machine that we had and i believe that's scott on the fairway mower on the par 5 15th hole at habu country club back in 2001 so that was cool and i am so thankful to the crew that we had that summer and i um i i like to mention that one of them is andrew mcdaniel who is now the golf course superintendent and assistant general manager at kea golf club and that's where i am now they're hosting a professional tournament on the japan men's tour the K, the 50th kbc augusta golf tournament and they have Korai greens these are zoysia greens fine bladed zoysia matrella greens and it's really interesting because it's difficult to get good green speed and good ball roll on zoysia greens because the leaf blades are so stiff. So that's why so many courses in Japan used to have zoysia greens, used to have kori greens, but they've changed to bent grass. And so most courses in Japan actually have bent grass greens because you can get better ball roll on bent grass greens. However... It's not so easy to get good ball roll on bent grass greens at the end of summer. And that's why for this particular tournament, it's held at the end of August each year. I think that's why they call it Augusta. And be, because it's held at the end of August and because of those temperatures, it is really good to have warm season grass and to have zoysia greens. So I had a chance to talk with Andrew at the end of the third round and let me bring up that interview and and see if we can play this new segment here on the oh right let me let me check that i have my audio that i want i'm going to adjust my player uh my my recording software here and make sure I've got that software set up. Right. All right, looks good. No, I have to add one more thing. Okay. All right. I, I think we're good. Uh, thank you for bearing with me as I, as I get this set up. Uh, I'm going to try to play this video now, uh, a new segment. I'm, I'm going to try sometimes to talk with a few people and uh, maybe play some, some segments that if, if somebody's watching this in the video format, they will be able to see the video, but it, it should be interesting enough that we could also um, just listen to it. So here we go. Andrew, welcome to a new segment on the ATC Double Cut. Thank you for joining me on this. 
You're welcome. I'm happy to be here. It is the <clears throat> afternoon of the third round. The third round is complete at the 50th KBC Augusta Tournament. I see you wearing a 50th anniversary cap. I am. How does it feel to be the golf course superintendent at a tournament in Japan that is so historic that it's been held for 50 years? You know, I, I actually never dreamed it would happen. Uh, being a foreigner in Japan, working at a, at a premier golf club and having a, a tournament like this. Um, but yeah, it's been great. It's my 10th uh, tournament here. So and happy were, to be here. Were you here for the 40th or for the 41st? 41st, yeah. That was the first one, okay. Right, right. Well, it's been a nice run, and the course, I have to say, I've been to um, most of those tournaments that you've been at, except for a couple COVID-affected ones, and the weather's been the best this week of any tournament. It has. We're usually, we have some torrential downpours during the tournament, usually, where play stops, and then it just messes up our whole work schedule, but this week's been really smooth. Had some... Uh, rain during the night to just uh, wetting things up a little bit but uh as far as throughout the day we've been able to get all the work done the play's been going smooth and it's been a great tournament so far and the conditions are i would say the green conditions are better than last year last year these are zoysia greens cori and it's it's a really interesting grass and a tricky one to manage to tournament conditions in the summer and last year there were these runners, you know, zoysia is a warm season grass. It has rhizomes and stolons. Stolons are above ground runners. Rhizomes are underground runners. And we noticed last year there were prominent runners that went, they, they were still under the surface of the leaves, but somehow you right. could see there were like old leaves and new leaves. It was a weird it look. like a bunch of worms on top of the, top it, of the grass. There were a lot of people asking what it was. It didn't look right. And so after the tournament, we did a review and I said, you know, we haven't cored uh, and we haven't put much sand on these greens for about five years. Right. Like, or not, you know, not intensively. Right. Um, so in June, you did coring and a deep time put quite a bit of sand. Right. And, and a vertica. Then you did it again in July. Right. And how has that worked out? Well, overall, the conditions are, are great. We're, the only problem right now is we're still picking up sand with zoysia grass for some reason when you start getting lower in the height, heights down there's some sand up in, in the in the top of the, the surface there that you still pick up when you lower the heights but as far as the, the condition of the, the greens it's, it's much better than last year yeah and do you have any feedback from the players or uh, other than they're not they're not rolling as fast as they did last year but the ball roll is much smoother and truer than it, than it was last year well that's good now tomorrow's the final round of the tournament and I trust with the, I've been measuring conditions and the conditions are better than last year in terms of the quality of the roll. And I expect tomorrow morning when I get those data, it will be as good as we've ever measured here. And then- you think I, so? I'm, I'm expecting that, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> that well, I'm excited to see the data tomorrow. I'm, I am too. And then uh, you've got after Augusta, tell me about that. After Augusta, so that's the day after the final round. And we just leave the course basically the same way it, it was prepared uh, for the final round. But uh, we come in and cut the greens, roll them, and, and all that. But yeah, we have like 55 groups uh, scheduled to to play on on Monday, and uh, the rough's kind of thick, so they'll lose a few balls, I imagine. They'll need uh, some four caddies. Need but, some with, four caddies. <laughs> but with 55 groups, I don't think you'll have any extra caddies. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So. 
I, I measured the rough this morning inside the ropes. It's about 100 or 110. Yep. Well, that's just on one hole. Right. And outside the ropes, uh, it was about 130. Yeah. That's, so, in, that's in millimeters. Right. So. On Monday, we try to cut the rough again at, at 80 millimeters, but then they, they, the, the event staff come in and start putting up ropes. So eventually, we just have to just know inside the ropes. We can't get outside the ropes. That's so. during the tournament week. Yeah, Monday of the tournament week. So. On Monday, Wednesday, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, we, we mow the rough one more one more time, but it's mainly just inside the ropes at 80 millimeters. Yeah. Yeah, and then with the rain that you've had this week overnight, that kind of keeps the rough growing. Yeah. So. so it's grown like three centimeters or so since then. And can you share what the play fee is for after Augusta? I think the play fee is 35,000 yen, which, which would be about 275 dollars or something. At today's Great. Yeah. yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, the yen is a little bit weak right now, but it's a good time to visit Japan if sure you're is. if you're spending a different currency. So, and then I guess after so after the KBC Augusta tournament and after the after Augusta event, which when the course will be uh, filled with people who want to play the course under tournament conditions, right. then you get to cut down all this rough. Right. We have two uh, closed days after. The Monday, so it'll be Tuesday, Wednesday, be closed, and hopefully we have good weather, and we'll just come in and start shaving down the rough and bring in some some big uh, shovels to shovel the rough out. And you cut it at uh, you just cut it all the way well, down, or yeah, we you... used to gradually cut it down, but it, it seemed like it just took a long time to to get make that happen. So yeah, we go down to 50 millimeters all at once. So that's so you'll take it from about four or five inches, or or four to six inches down to two inches yeah. all at once. Yeah, but it, it'll take like. It'll be a, a pretty rough cut, but it'll take us like two or three rounds to, to get it all evened out. Okay. And then then it starts cooling down sometime in September. Yeah, about mid-September, the weather starts cooling down, start moving into fall, have some large patch start popping up. So that, that's, that's the one thing we need to hurry uh, to get the rough cut down so we can get that large patch application down uh, between mid-September mid to late September or so. And then you'll do another one in... October, yeah, November? Uh, yeah, about the uh, last bit of October, we'll put down another one for the rough. we we'll do two apps in the rough and one app in the fairways. All right. Well, I hope you get good weather for the after Augusta work. And Thanks. I just want to say congratulations to you and your staff for putting on such a uh, great, well, you didn't put on the event, for, but for preparing the course in such a fine way. Well, I appreciate that. The staff work hard. They do a great job preparing for it. And then the long hours during the tournament, uh, yeah, I really appreciate their hard work and your, your hard work getting all this data to help us out to improve the, the conditions next Thank year. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, well, I have fun. It's kind of a research project for me and something that it turns out, it surprised me at how helpful these data can be oh, yeah. in the information yeah. that yeah. I provide to you. And it's not so much during the week. During the week, we're just collecting the data, but it's, it's more comparing year to year, making a yeah. plan for the work that we'll do. And I am so thrilled to see that the data that we collected last year combined with our eyes uh -huh. said these greens aren't right. right they're not they're not as good as they have been in 2017 2018 2019 and then we came up with a solution or hopefully a solution we weren't quite sure <laughs> and then to see it come off so well and and actually get these good results during the tournament week it's awesome yeah you just got to try and, and go with your your gut feeling i guess but yeah the the, the first year's set of data it was just kind of 
interesting it's interesting to see that that daily data but now it's over after you get 10 years worth of data it's it's you can build on that and, and try to work towards next year to to improve the conditions wherever you think you might be able to yeah, because we, we, every morning, if we remember to, we tried to predict the day's green speed because right. we know what it was the day before and, and the, the previous week, and we know what it was the last year. So we're trying to predict the clipping volume, try to predict the green speed. Sometimes we try to predict scores, and we try to predict firmness sometimes, depending right. on what's interesting. And we can get really close because it, it is very predictable when... Right when we measure the data this right. way. I guess one more thing to close. It's been fun for me also to see some of our longtime friends from around Japan who have come to volunteer. Yeah. Like Sato-san, Ito-san. Ito-san, right, right. And, and, and there's been superintendents and assistant superintendents and staff from all over. And they tend, it's not like tournaments in some other countries where people will come for the entire week. Right, it, it makes, yeah, it makes scheduling pretty difficult, but it, it's fun, I, I enjoy them popping in if they can for one day or two days or whatnot. Sometimes, sometimes they don't even come to help. They just pop in and say hi and, and uh, tell us good job for the, the conditions and whatnot. But yeah, uh, a lot of the, our old friends normally come in and help out for a couple of days if they can. Uh, one's from Tokyo this week and the other one's from a prefecture over Yamaguchi can. Yeah. But uh, yeah, good, good folks and I, I enjoy having them around. All right, well, thanks a lot, Andrew. Thank Let, you, Micah. Let's go back to work. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, there we have that new segment. I, I'm not going to do that every episode, but I think when I have the chance to do an interview like that, um, I, I will try to do it and, uh, and then maybe include some of those short interviews in the ATC Double Cut show. Now, if you're watching this, you can also see um, a nice flower display behind me. And those flowers were sent by a company that I do some work with, Royal Turf Company. Um, many of you will be familiar with the 007 and uh, 777 grass varieties developed or bred by Dr. Richard Hurley. Uh, and those, those grasses are used on many courses in Japan, not here at Kea Golf Club because Kea Golf Club has the Corai on the greens, but um, those uh, those grasses are commonly used around Japan at many places. And it's nice of Mr. Hanzawa, the owner, the president of the Royal Turf Company, to send flowers to beautify the maintenance facility and cheer everybody up this week. So it's, it's really been great to be here and it's great to see uh, finally, uh, a tournament with what we might call normal weather. And because of that, the course is just looking superb and all of the efforts of the regular maintenance staff and the volunteers are really making it look good. There will be some, uh, views of this on YouTube. The, uh, the KBC, uh, KBC that puts on the tournament is a television company and they, they show some of the tournament on YouTube so if you're interested in zoysia greens and or just zoysia in general, because this course has tees, fairways, roughs, and greens of zoysia, then you can check out that and see see what it looks like and see how the ball rolls and see some of the ball reaction. So I will encourage you to do that if you're interested in zoysia. And one more thing I want to mention, uh, back in 2001, I didn't really have access to so much data and I wasn't sure about the temperatures and the, uh, you know, the, the type of conditions that I was suffering through or that we were working through that time. But 
uh, check out PaceTurf, paceturf.org, which I am also the director of. PaceTurf has an excellent weather service that will provide updates and site-specific climate appraisals no matter where you are in the world. So those climate appraisals look at the past five years of daily weather data and summarize that for you in some very interesting ways. And then in... Oh, hello, Andrew. Thanks for joining. I think we're having a barbecue tonight that as soon as I finish, <laughs> as soon as I finish recording this, I'm going to go have a cold beer. Uh, we're waiting for you. Thank you. <laughs> um, Andrew just walked by. I, I, as I mentioned, I am in the maintenance facility. I think they're outside having a barbecue uh, and, and enjoying the nice weather. So, um, Check out Pace Turf, which has excellent weather data and stress indices and climate appraisals and all of that stuff. It's it's really a nice service. And many people who are golf course superintendents or turf grass managers from around the world uh, are taking advantage of that and getting the site-specific weather data, weather updates, and climate appraisals uh, either available on the website or emailed to your inbox three times a week. So I will close with that, with that little tip about uh, weather. If you are suffering through heat and, and drought and difficult conditions, Pace Turf can be a really useful resource. And it's only $275 per year for a subscription, which is a heck of a value. I will sign off now for ATC from Fukuoka, Japan, and say thank you for listening. Thanks for watching. And I will be back soon with another interesting turf grass topic. Bye-bye.